Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. With traffic and weather together, every six minutes on the fives. Whack, whack. Get you there on time this morning. Uh, yesterday, of course, Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah. And <laughs> stupidly, Elizabeth Warren tweeted out, tweeted about it being Indigenous Peoples Day. What what is going through your head? <laughs> Are you really that self unaware <laughs> that you would that you would tweet about Indigenous Peoples Day? Couldn't you have just not? Yeah. What did I see? Well, someone said, "Why don't you just sit this one out?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, she says we celebrate the remarkable contributions cultures and resilience of tribal nations and native communities and we recognize that the federal government must honor its promises to native peoples and respect tribal sovereignty and self-determination <laughs> yeah from the person who masqueraded as an indigenous peoples her whole <laughs> life oh it's just pathetic it's gross how can you, I mean, again, how are you that unaware? You really don't think people are going to give you a beating on Twitter for that? Sheesh. And they did. And <laughs> and they did. Uh, they came for her in droves. Uh, let's see. For instance. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you got some good yeah, ones? Uh, All right. Good. For instance. uh <laughs> You honored them. You honored them by stealing jobs, money, and opportunities from them. No American alive today has taken more from Native peoples. <laughs> For at least this one day, you should hide your pale face in shame. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Steal All Benefits meant for Real Natives Day, Senator 1 1024. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And then we got, uh, this is like John Dillinger praising a bank holiday. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one right there. Uh, from another, maybe sit this one out, uh, Navajo White. Navajo White. Navajo White. Wow. I like that. You know what else is remarkable? <laughs> that you pretended to be Native American for your whole life. You got caught and now have no shame in pretending to care about Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on and on and on and on. She just got bludgeoned mercilessly, which Good. is appropriate. Good. Yeah, it's absolutely appropriate. And speaking of Columbus Day, <clears throat> or Native People's Day, uh, there's a new poll out that shows Hispanics uh, are more favorable toward Christopher Columbus. Hispanics <laughs> have a better net favorability to Christopher Columbus than they do Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. I love it. <clears throat> That's pretty amazing. Uh, Columbus with Hispanics is above water by 29%. 29% f- positive. 53% have a positive uh, view of him and uh, just 24% negative. So that's almost 30% difference. Meanwhile, uh, Biden with Hispanics, 49 42. He's 7% overboard. Uh, above water, actually. <clears throat> Kamala Harris, 4% net favorability, 45-41. They're in real trouble if that's if those are the real numbers from Hispanics. That's absolutely amazing. 49-42 for Biden? Wow. 
Very close. I love it. I mean, these they win Hispanic vote by, you know, 60, 65 percent, 70 percent in 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 election after election. It shouldn't be this hard for them. No, should not. But I'm glad it is. Me too. Because it actually should be. <clears throat> yeah. And <laughs> let's hope it stays that way through yeah. November 8th. Okay? Uh, cuz we need uh we need them uh out of the majority at least in Congress. That's that's just got to happen. Meanwhile, Republican Lee Zeldin is closing the gap in New York in that gubernatorial race. <clears throat> that's the the race to become uh, the head goober of the state. Is that right? Yeah. Wow, you got a yeah. lot of goobers to choose from in you really New York. Do. You really do. Wow. So in this gubernatorial race, Lee Zeldin, the Republican, is almost even now with Kathy Hochul. Not something. One of the issues that's driving this race is the massive crime problem in New York, of course. People are fed up with it because they've got crime rates like they did in the early 90s again. And for so long, the violent crime rates had been dropping in New York City. Because you had Rudy Giuliani who cleaned up a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot. One of the things he, he did almost immediately when he took over as mayor was to get rid of the people that were squeegee, the squeegee people, you know, who would show up uh, in the intersections and start, start cleaning your windows and then expect money for it. Such a charming aspect of New York. It was lovely. And it was, it was just uh, a hotbed for you know bad things to happen. First of all, stay out of the intersections. <laughs> I hate it when people, you know, beg in the intersections. Mm-hmm. You know, you pull up to the light, and they're standing in the median, and they come out to the car, yeah, and virtually knock on your window, wait for you to give them money. You can make some good money doing that too. Yeah, I've seen some undercover uh, like news guys do that. And extrapolate it out, man. They were making mm, a lot. I forgot what it was 40, 50 grand a year. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I was on one of the main thoroughfares here in Irving a couple of weeks ago going to lunch, and there was a uh, uh, husband wife team. She was, I don't know, eight months pregnant. And he was, he was on uh, the median on one side of the street, she was on the median on the other. They're both going through the traffic, collecting money. Ugh. It's illegal, by the way. It's illegal. And when you're doing illegal things, I'm not going to give you the money then. Mm. I'm just not going to. Sorry. But now, what if they were... Should we have designated begging circles? (laughs) I'll come to you. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you got free speech zones. We should have begging zones. We should. And if we choose to give, then we'll They should not include intersections, you know, when you're walking in and out of traffic. It's just, it's not safe. It's... Mm -hmm. It's just stupid. Yeah, because then all that money you just raised is going to go toward your hospital bill. Nobody right. wants to see you <laughs> spend it all in one place. That's right. All right, so this uh, zeldin Hokel matchup is now down to two points, 44.5 to 42.6. My gosh. Isn't that crazy? That is something else. New York In State. New York. Wow. Of course, Kathy Hogel. Hokel sucks. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so did Cuomo before her. So uh, maybe people are just fed up now. Maybe they're just tired of electing Democrats because it's not working. And you would think all of the right-minded people who have fled the state for places like Florida, uh, you would think that would leave (laughs) more Democrats or more left-leaning people. You would. But uh, it's that bad there. Yeah. Um, And did you hear about this from Sunday? 
Two people were injured in a shooting outside the Long Island, New York home of U.S. Representative Lee Zeldin, who's running, obviously, for governor. Uh, And it left his two teenage daughters shaken, Mm -hmm. as you can imagine. He said, uh, my 16-year-old daughters, Michaela and Ariana, were at our house doing homework while my wife, Diana, and I were in the car, having just departed the Bronx Columbus Day Parade at Morris Park. Uh, And then... Somebody shot inside his home. The bullet landed 30 feet away from where his daughters were doing their homework at the kitchen table. I'm just frightening. After my daughters heard the gunshots and the screaming, they ran upstairs, locked themselves in the bathroom, and immediately called 911. They acted very swiftly and smartly every step of the way, and Diana and I are extremely proud of them. So he said his daughters were shaken, but they're okay. Like so many New Yorkers, crime has literally made its way to our front door. My family is grateful to all who have reached out, and we'll provide another update when we can. Yeah, it doesn't sound like... Uh, so it was gangbangers? Yeah, it doesn't sound like there was a connection to the family, at least. Okay, Just good. kind of uh, just random crime in New York. So Zeldin wasn't targeted by some Democrat or whatever, they don't think. You never know. They don't think. They don't think. <laughs> Because if this had been a Democrat being shot at, the first thing you talk about, white supremacy, yeah, uh, the Republican, the GOP, MAGA GOPers, so you get all that nonsense. Yesterday, we were uh, discussing polling, um, and here's an interesting poll from uh, Rasmussen. Mm-hmm. How likely is it that cheating Affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. Okay, here we go again with the MAGA Republicans. You know, it's going to be all them. And uh, the Democrats just don't believe in this stuff. Well, unless they don't win. Right. (laughs) Then it's every single time. So, likely, in the entire poll, it's uh, 55% to 40%. It's likely to not likely. Wow. Republicans, 75 to 20 even Democrats, 35% think it was likely that there was cheating involved oh, wow. in the outcome. More than a third of Democrats think that. 35 to 61. You have to ban them. That kind of surprises me. They can't have that thought. Huh. Independence, 53-40. I mean, virtually every group believes. And not a majority, certainly, of Democrats. But that's a big number for them uh, to be doubting this election when they won it. (laughs) They won. And 35% think it's likely that cheating was involved. Huh. Wow. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So I guess it's not just Republicans who are these crazy conspiracy nuts. The election deniers. Every Every time they throw in the word deniers, they're trying to compare you to uh, Holocaust deniers, because that's that's really where all of that denial began. Was that phrase kind of came from Holocaust deniers? So it just it just creates some sort of uh, evil impression Own the for people. Yeah, and they do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they do. We have not done a good job on that of owning the language. Uh, let me tell you about First Liberty. And the Supreme Court coup. Right now, court packing is a huge danger to our nation. And it's actually a coup. 
The usual sp- suspects, Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, they're working overtime on this radical new plan uh, to pack the Supreme Court. Don't be fooled by the Democrats saying, oh, it's, it's been this way many times. Oh, we've done it a lot of times. It's, there's not always nine justices. This is nothing unusual. Yeah, we've been, we've done it several times when there were less than nine, never more. That's not happened in the entire history of our country. And Roosevelt, FDR, tried desperately to do it. And even the Democrat-controlled Congress wouldn't allow him to back in the 40s. So we've got to stop them from installing four more justices so they can rig the system in their favor. It'd be catastrophic. Can't let it happen. So we're gathering a coalition of a million patriots to say no to court packing, the liberal agenda, and no to the Supreme Court coup. A lot of great people involved in this. Franklin Graham, for instance, former U.S. Attorney General Ed Meese, James Dobson, the Family Policy Center, the Heritage Foundation, and hundreds of thousands of people just like you. Sign your name, please, right now. Go to Supreme Coup, that's C-O-U-P, Supreme, then Coup, dot com to sign First Liberty's letter. That's SupremeCoup.com. returns mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day Gavin Newsom in California challenged the oil companies uh, to explain themselves why are why are gas prices so much higher in California this is an outrage why are you gouging us <laughs> so uh, Valero responded and let him know why <laughs> Why the gas prices are so much higher All right. in California. This Good. is so great. Thank you, Valero, for not just sitting back and taking the beating. Of course, Valero is one of the largest oil and gas companies in the U.S. And uh, their letter implicitly accused gas and oil. Well, uh, Gavin Newsom's did. Right. Implicitly accused gas and oil companies of profiteering and claimed the oil industry owes Californians answers. So, they answered. Uh, The vice president for state government affairs at Valero made it clear that oil and gas companies are not responsible for California's spike in gas prices. The reason California is experiencing a spike is a problem unique to California. For Valero, California is the most expensive operating environment in the country. And a very hostile regulatory environment for refining. California policymakers have knowingly adopted policies with the expressed intent of eliminating the refinery sector. California requires refiners to pay very high carbon cap and trade fees and burden gasoline with cost with the cost of <clears throat> low carbon fuel standards. With the backdrop of these policies, not surprisingly, California has seen refineries completely close or shut down major units. When you shut down refinery operations, you limit the resilience of the supply chain. Duh. Good point. Uh, Moreover, California is largely isolated from fuel markets of the central and eastern U.S. and state regulations mandate a unique blend of gasoline. Many blends of gasoline, actually, which makes California the most challenging market to serve. And then there are the climate policies. 
California has imposed some of the most aggressive and thus expensive and limiting environmental regulatory requirements in the world. California policies have made it difficult to increase refining capacity and have prevented supply projects to lower operating costs of refineries. So, a pretty good response that, you know, it's because of your policies. It's not us. We're not trying to gouge you. But Newsom is going to call. He says, I'm calling for a special session to address the greed of oil companies. You do that. And what do you want to bet? He just ignores this response from Valero. Gas prices are too high. Time to enact a windfall profits tax directly on oil companies that are ripping you off at the pump. And what do you think they're going to do with that tax? They're going to pass that cost onto consumers in California. That's what they're going to do. So the more you tax them, the more your gas prices will raise. You, what are you going to? You think they're just going to sit back and take the increased uh, expense of operating? No, they're going to continue to try to carve out their nine or ten percent profit margin, which is not unreasonable. A ten percent profit margin is no big deal, and that's what these companies make. They make about a ten percent profit margin. So you know you can go ahead and do a windfall profit tax on them. <clears throat> But you're going to pay for it in the end. Yeah, what Newsom may also want to do is ask, why is California so far out in front of other states when it comes to high prices? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, one of these yeah. things is not like the others, bro. And it would be California. And why don't you look into the housing prices while you're at it? Mm. Why don't you look into some of the reasons California is so expensive to live in where, I mean... Many people can't even afford to go there. I mean, the only way you can afford to live in a California home is if you bought it in 1962. That's about it. You know, you bought it a long time ago. And and now, you know, you've hopefully got some equity. And if you sell it, you could go somewhere else and have a really nice home. For instance, Texas. If you're conservative, you might consider that. Okay, but if you bought the house mm. in 1962, you're probably yeah. in your 90s at this point. <laughs> So I don't. And what are you know saying? That... Your life is over, and you might as well not worry about <laughs> no, it. No, I'm just saying. You know, it's a lot of trouble for a 90 year old to pack up and yeah, move yeah, all yeah, this it stuff. Is. <clears throat> it is. <laughs> but seriously, if you bought it, if you bought your home in the 90s, you know, and you're still in it, uh, it it's what doubled or tripled in value, probably at least. Uh, so I don't know. California's got a lot of problems. And their policies are behind all of them, all of them, from the lack of water in in the state to uh, the lack of energy in the state. And it just and the high gas prices, the high cost of living. I mean, seriously, I don't know how how people who make 50 or 60 thousand dollars a year live in California. How do you do it? Crazy. And, And why would you want? that job at this point of running that state same can be said with new york i mean mm-hmm. i i hope lee zeldin wins man um i do too but it's like <laughs> how are you gonna put those pieces back together that would be a reclamation project right there it's a tough job yeah and it's gonna take somebody better than gavin newsom to do it that's for sure can you imagine if he took the reins of the nation oh if he was elected if we were to ever be elected president of the United States? What a nightmare he would be. Wow. Also, uh, I've been 
over the weekend, I was, well, it was because the BYU game was on NBC. So our local affiliate uh, was running, you know, commercials. I don't know. They do that twice an hour or something. Uh, the network gets some time and then the local affiliate gets some time. And <clears throat> the, because I never watch network television or the local stations here, mm-hmm. really. Uh, I wasn't used to the fact that uh, Beto O'Rourke is running such a heavy ad schedule. Yeah. Have you watched anything on the networks? Yeah. I mean, he is all over it. I think that's I think that's new. Uh, I, I'm unusual. So some TVs in my house <laughs> get Georgia. Some TVs in my house get Dallas. But uh, so the Dallas. Huh, that's TV- an interesting situation. How does that work, Keith? Magic. <laughs> really. It works for magic. You have huh. to think outside okay. the box if you want something, Pat. I see. You go out and you get it. You huh. figure out a way. Right. And you found a way to get Georgia stations or an Atlanta station. Hmm? Oh, oh hmm. yeah, it's Atlanta. That's right. Yeah, yeah that Warnock cat. Ugh. Huh. Gross. So do you see the ads from oh, Warnock? No, that Warnock Walker oh, is boy. back to back. Like, I don't even know how they get away with it. It's such a heavy I noticed that too. Rotation. There, was, there were back-to-back Beto and mm-hmm. Abbott spots. But the Beto TV, you know, the Dallas TV in the house. My gosh. That, uh, I think that's new because I had the same thought this weekend. I think he's just now starting to spend that cash. Okay. Because I have not seen this heavy rotation. But he is using the Uvalde situation mm-hmm. in such a, uh, a, t- a horrific way. Yep. He is using the people who lost children in the Uvalde school shooting, and <clears throat> it's despicable. It's just despicable. He's made them political pawns in this. You know, and and the big deal is that um, he'll he'll have the parent of the, you know, the girl who was supposedly identified from her green shoes. Mm-hmm. Her mom says that Greg Abbott has done nothing since then. Well, wh- what would you have him do? Of course, she'd have him propose legislation that bans guns or whatever, that restricts guns. Uh, and of course, he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. He believes in the Second Amendment. So he's not going to do that. And it's despicable that that piece of crap, Beto O'Rourke, who showed up at the press conference the next day mm-hmm. and tried to make it something political is still making it political and using using the parents of those kids in uh, such a hideous way. Yeah, I've, just absolutely outrageous. I, I find it uh, <laughs> uh, oddly amusing that the Roe versus Way decision has um, has has emboldened Republicans at these <laughs> debates. Uh, you know, that, that's become a big topic, and. Yep. and and Republicans are winning every single one of these. Last night it was Ohio. Um, but it looks like Beto is going with legalizing marijuana now as his <laughs> yeah, Hail he Mary. Likes, he likes that. It's yeah. his Hail Mary. <clears throat> yeah. And it's, in my opinion, it's the only issue that Beto is right <clears throat> and Abbott is wrong. And he's playing that, man. He is throwing that Hail Mary. Come on, look. You can smoke weed here. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Anybody for the weed? Because he knows he can't do... He, I mean, he can't start saying, I'm going to ban guns, because he already did that yeah. and then went back on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to ban it. I'm not trying to take anything from anybody. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, he's trying to give you back a little weed smoking. Mm-hmm. And uh, now he's, instead of him saying it, he's trying to get these parents of 
of the kids from Uvalde. Yeah, that's to say it. I hate that stuff. I Pathetic. hate that when you put a grieving parent in front of a camera. I hate it so and much. say, "Look, mm. show for me." And it was over and over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Every ad, yeah. And it's, uh, but yeah, maybe it's guns for weed. <clears throat> maybe that's the Beto O'Rourke. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New campaign thing. Unreal. Uh, so I'm hoping that doesn't move the needle for him. Because uh, I think Abbott, last I heard, was up by seven. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if this has an impact. I With Texans, it shouldn't, but you just don't know. It's 2022, so who knows? Okay, so the... It's impossible to predict this stuff anymore. Yeah, I mean... Where are we uh, poll-wise? All right, so the last three... There's three polls within the last month, but the most recent polling data is, gosh, 15 days ago. Okay. It was so Abbott plus seven, Abbott plus eight, Abbott plus seven. But we do need some new numbers on that. Yeah, we're getting close. What is it, three weeks, three and well, a half weeks? In Texas, we start voting on October 24th. So less than two weeks. Till early voting. Till early voting begins here. Okay. Uh, well, and as far as voter suppression across the country, of course, we did it in Texas. We suppressed the vote um, because they made they made it so that uh, Sunday early voting, early voting on Sunday ends at five o'clock in the afternoon, and that of course is unconscionable. And that is just a blatant effort to deny minorities mm-hmm. the right to vote. That's I'm, what that is. I'm glad to hear you say that, yeah, white finally, man. Well, I think it finally had to be said mm-hmm. because blacks and Hispanics can only vote after five o'clock on Sundays. They can't take advantage of the extra hours we gave you the rest of the time. It's just that Sunday voting, uh, which really screws them up. That that lost two hours, <laughs> and they can't vote. But in another huge win for election integrity, the Delaware Supreme Court just ruled that mail-in voting and same-day registration violates the state's constitution. Yes! Yes! Delaware! <laughs> in July 2022, Delaware's General Assembly passed a law establishing... No excuse mail-in voting and same-day voter registration. They still don't have early voting, though. The Public Interest Legal Foundation filed a lawsuit against the law on behalf of uh, Michael Manella, an elections inspector for the Delaware Department of Elections, arguing such a law was unconstitutional, and that's how the Supreme Court saw it. uh, The law was modeled after another 2020 mail-in voting law, the General Assembly passed under their Emergency Powers Act during the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's another thing. All of these things started because of COVID. Never let a crisis go to waste. And they didn't. Well, why should all of those things that you put in place specifically for the COVID situation continue to be in place indefinitely? They shouldn't. You should go back to the way it was. Anyway, this law was challenged but upheld due to an emergency powers clause. And then the law expired in January of last year. So Friday's decision reverses uh, another court's order, which in September ruled that Delaware's new vote-by-mail uh, law is unconstitutional, but upheld the same-day voter registration law. The Delaware Supreme Court reversed the lower court's law uh, or ruling and affirmed the mail-in voting part. So... It, that's great yeah. for the state of Delaware. Yeah, Jonathan Turley, great follow on Twitter, uh, the legal analyst. Uh, he said, in the past, some of us pointed out that provisions criticized by the president, 
in Georgia are found in blue states, including his own state of Delaware. Now the state Supreme Court has rejected universal mail-in voting laws on Constitution. Does that mean that Jim Eagle has landed in Delaware? <laughs> no. If legislators uh, want universal mail-in voting, they will have to change, not simply ignore, their state constitution. So great. And it's th- the best part of it is it's in Biden's home state. Yes. Yes. He can't say, well, that's one of those radical Texas courts. No. No, it's not. Uh, that's, that's a extreme radical MAGA Republicans responsible for that. Mm. Really, in Delaware? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, and and when they had their primary, you know, uh, you can of course what do the mail in, and you would expect the president of the United States to have done that. No, no, he took a plane. Mister Climate Change took a plane down to Delaware on election day during the primary to go and vote. It's just amazing. It's amazing. Uh, how, how big was your footprint that day, Mr. President, when you could have literally just put your ballot in the mail? So he took Air Force One. Oh. Must have been. Yeah, he had Must to. Have have. Been, had yeah. to have. So that's not just any plane either. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that thing uh, That thing causes a lot of CO2 uh, to be dispersed into our atmosphere, which is, of course, killing us. Um, so thank you, Mr. President, for doing that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You can take the train though, because Ange is Ange is uh, dead. We lost him. We just did lose him. We lost him. Darn it. Dang. Darn it. <laughs> we are at a tipping point in America, with four hundred thousand children in the U.S. foster care system, and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family. Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to chosen a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at prestonwood.org chosen. More coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Tweets here. Uh, Lori D tweets. We were speaking about, you know, the prices in California. Gas prices, housing prices. She says, my my aunt bought her house in Long Beach in 1987 for $235,000. Wow, that must have been, that must be a nice house. Two thirty five two hundred and thirty five thousand in nineteen eighty seven. She's selling it now though for one point eight million. And it's in a bidding war. <laughs> nice. Thankfully she's moving to Washington. Crazy liberal. <laughs> <laughs> Washington's gonna be a little bit pricey as well. Uh why? Because of the Californians moving there. Yeah. That's why. They they tend to do that. Uh-huh. They sure do. <laughs> Drive up the housing prices. Well, it's happened here too. Mm-hmm. It's happened here. We've got, what, a 1,000 a day moving to Texas from California. Uh, Hogasm tweets, what is California doing with the tax uh, taxes on gas that it already collects? California has almost a dollar in state taxes on every gallon of gas sold. There's your answer, Almost a Gavin. dollar. Jeez, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, if you're so worried about it, remove the state tax, at least temporarily. If you, if you really want to give people a break, take off the tax. 
Jimmy Dimples tweets, I wonder if Gavin is going to make it so tough on petroleum companies they when they simply move out and give California the gasless future they want so badly. Uh, Legend of Zeldin tweets, because isn't that a, that's a, like a, uh, it was the, uh, it's a Nintendo game. Yep. It was Legend of Zelda. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Very close. Every election cycle, there is normally one word that's used to describe every politician. That word this year is extreme. Uh, From Spicy McHaggis, the political ads are insane. Here in the People's Republic of New York, the anti-abortion ads against Lee Zeldin claim he's dangerous for not wanting women to kill babies. Sick. Yeah, I mean, the abortion things are completely outrageous. Defiant to the end tweets, what could Zeldin get done as governor in New York? With a dim supermajority legislature, he's hamstrung. Unless he wanted oh. to abuse power of the office like a Democrat. Oh, but we no. all know a Republican won't do that. For oh. better or worse. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's interesting. Yeah, that would suck. Mm-hmm. So breaking news just moments ago, a tweet uh, sent out by <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard, mm-hmm. former Democrat congresswoman who ran for president in 2020. Um, she tweets out, I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party. That is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoke anti-white racism, actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms. So true. uh, Are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, demonize the police and protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, believe in open borders, weaponize the national security state to go after political opponents, and above all, dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Thus... Oh, she's becoming. Oh, is she? Wait, no, uh, no. I uh, I was feeling uh, okay, I'm well, switching parties. I well, I'm just. I'll keep reading this thread. Right, There's a couple more reading. tweets here. I believe in a government that is of, by, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Uh, instead, it stands for a government of, by, and for the powerful elite. I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party if yes, you can no longer stomach the direction that so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country. I invite you to join me. Uh-huh. Right? And then you then, click here for her full statement. Okay. And I don't see anything uh, beyond just I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the party. I don't see... Huh. Anything she didn't say she's becoming a Republican or I mean independent at I, least. I could hit or... the play button, but I'm a little busy right now. Hmm. Uh oh gosh, half an hour? No, thank you. I'm watching that message, Tulsi. Uh so unless it's buried somewhere in her half hour message. She didn't type. She didn't the really word specify. Repub- yeah, so she didn't specify. Oh, okay. But good for her for leaving the party. Hmm. Uh I don't know how in good conscience you could be a Democrat right now. No. Seriously, uh, if you're at all religious, if you are at all, you care about life, how could you possibly support what's going on in the Democrat Party? You talk about extreme. They are so extreme on abortion. Well, they're extreme on everything, but the abortion stance alone, where they don't care about life at all. In fact, they're proud of the lives they take with abortion. They love it. I mean, it's... It's their number one thing, really. And so I I don't know how you abide that, frankly, but people do. So, and so do you think she's setting up a run of some sort? Maybe. As an independent mm, or? Could be. Mm-hmm. Maybe she acts like she's a free agent for a while and then yeah. joins the Libertarian Party or something. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Her, her sort of transformation has been 
uh, pretty amazing. Wasn't she a Bernie Sanders supporter at one point? It seems like seems that. like she was. Hmm. Uh, I can't imagine her being that now. Well, yeah, and and I think I think people like Tulsi, who are waking up, and there are a lot of a lot of voices. You know, for some it was the COVID restrictions. For some it was mm-hmm. the vaccine mandates. Mm-hmm. For some it's the woke stuff or the anti-police. You remember the profound effect that 9-11 had on changing a lot of people. Yeah. And so I just think that while it's surprising on the surface that these people are are waking up, mm-hmm. as it were, it also shouldn't be that shocking because, like we say, this is just common sense. Yeah. You know? It's just unusual to see it yeah. in this day and age. No, that's true. Uh, Democrats doing something underhanded once again. Hmm. They're operating a series of 51 fake news websites pushing left-wing stories in toss-up states and trying to turn the midterms in their favor. Uh, The content is provided for the sites from writers who are employed by another left-wing group, the American Independent. The Independent was founded by David Brock, known for other liberal endeavors. Uh, such as Fox News Watchdog, mm. Media Matters for America. Mm, I heard of them. Media Matters, so bad. Other employees at the American Independent include uh, Matt Fuermeyer, who previously worked for the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, and for disgraced Senator Al Franken. He's so disgraced, he's thinking about running again. Franken's son is also employed by the organization, as is former Senator Harry Reid's son. Oh, boy. Wonderful people. I love it. Prior to working as the executive editor uh, of the American Independent, Jessica McCrate was part of President Barack Obama's communications team. So that's who, these are the people behind these websites that are supposedly news sites. They're masquerading as news sites. Would it be safe to call them fake news? Yes. I mean, it literally is fake news. The Axios reported that the outlets are all based in states that are generally considered swing states in the November elections, including Wisconsin, Virginia, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Nevada, New Hampshire, Michigan, Georgia, Colorado, and Arizona. Among the titles that are packed with content from the American independent staff, are the Milwaukee Metro Times. These are the things you should be looking for. These are fake news Fake news sites. Uh The Milwaukee Metro Times, the Tri-City Record, the Bucks County Standard, the Mecklenburg Herald, and the Northern Clark County Herald. The investigation said the websites come equipped with a certain amount of aggregated local news and sports reporting accompanied by political commentary and biased news. Wow, they're so, uh, so insidious and uh, so deceptive mm-hmm. in the things they do. It just shows it's evil. It's just evil that we're dealing with here. Speaking of which, let me tell you about uh, somebody fighting that evil, and that's Preborn. Preborn has partnered with us at Blaze Media <clears throat> to try to help rescue 50,000 babies this year from abortion. You know, about 20% of Americans never have a chance to live outside the womb. One in five, 20% because of abortion. Leading cause of infant death throughout the world. Over 63 million babies have been aborted just since Roe v. Wade. Yes, that's been overturned, but now it goes to the states where some states will do more damage than they've ever done. So preborn 
shows expecting mothers who are considering abortion, they show them the ultrasound. And once you see the baby in the womb, you see its life, you hear the heartbeat, 80% of the time it changes their mind. And then when the mother chooses life, preborn also provides maternity and baby clothes and diapers, car seats, counseling if they need it. And they do that all free of charge. That's where you come in. To donate, please dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or go to preborn.com slash pad. Pat Gray Unleashed. I love this. The Secret Service continues to claim they have no records of who visits Joe Biden, the <laughs> president of the United States, in Delaware. Yeah, it's, we don't keep track of that. Really? I don't have. We don't have a single thing. The reason they're doing this all the time is because there are uh, Freedom of Information Act requests all the time. Hey, who's visiting the president in Delaware? Don't we have a right to know? None, yeah. And we do have a right to know, and they know that. But they just haven't kept track. Secret Service? Are you kidding me? We don't look into those kinds of things. <laughs> Who do you think we are? The Secret Service? Uh, right. Come on now. Oh, boy. So they checked again. They said they checked again. And they still can't find any records that identify visitors to uh, Joe Biden's residence in Delaware. We look. What do you need? Either of them. He's got the one at Rehoboth Beach, and he's got the one in town. Mm. Does he? Right? Does he bike with <clears throat> ease between the two? I'm sure he's he good. does. When he yeah. goes to Delaware and he rides that bike around, man, he's right. smooth as silk. Oh yeah. Uh, so they're they're they continue to stonewall. The agency made the baffling claim in its denial of an FOIA uh, appeal from this. In this case, the New York Post. Secret Service Deputy Director Farron Paramore wrote in a letter dated September 27th that the agency conducted an additional search of relevant program offices for potentially responsive records. This search also produced no responsive records, Paramore wrote. Accordingly, uh, your appeal is denied. Oh, my. The Post is evaluating legal options to acquire records of who visited the president. Because you... You know full well they're keeping track of who visits the President of the United States. Are you kidding me? Well, they say they don't. How stupid do you think we are? <laughs> Seriously. Come on, man. Yeah. You're just continuing to insult our intelligence. And he spent almost 30% of his presidency there. So we've just got blank pages for 30% I'd love to of Joe you. Biden's activity. Sure, I'd love to you, help Would you like to? I just... Really? We've been looking here. Then do. I'm sure you've got records. Uh, of, let me look here. I mean, it's the president of the United States. Yeah, I mean, I, and I understand... Surely you you know who yeah, visited. Yeah, and, and, I, and I understand your concern, sir. Uh-huh. And I'm yeah. here to help you out in uh-huh. what you're requesting. I just... You can't find anything? I got, I got nothing. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Would you like me to elevate your call to my manager? Uh, Yes, please. Okay. Is he more helpful than you? Whoa, what's with the gender <laughs> specification here? Is she? Are the, is it more helpful than you? They. Uh, and this is the guy, keep in mind, that was going to be uh, so transparent. And he was going to be more transparent than any president in U.S. history. Sure. Huh. 
Really? You're gonna <laughs> you're not picking up that? Huh. No, I'm not <clears throat> I'm not really experiencing the transparency part that he promised us. Jeez. And as the post said, Americans deserve to know who President Biden is meeting with. Especially since we know that he routinely met with Hunter's business associates during his time as vice president. So who's he meeting with now? And who's showing up bringing pills to him on a regular basis? And that's what we surmised for the longest time. It's like, what medical treatments is he undergoing? Right. Uh, Right. It's probably more along the lines of Hunter stuff. It might be. And Burisma. I, I suspect it's both. Both, yeah. And they don't want us to know about any of it. I mean, who knows what this, who's visiting him in Delaware? Could be anybody. And we just, we have no right to know, I guess, as, as Americans anymore. Outrage. It's really outrageous. I mean, Judicial Watch is trying to obtain records. The Post, uh, the Washington Examiner, uh, uh, the, the Washington Times. Everybody's on this trying to figure out who those visitors are because there's a lot of them. And you're talking about a massive amount of time from his presidency. Thir- almost 30%. It's 28% to be so you lied. exact. I lied. You it's lied. not 30%. It's 28% well, of the why time. You, why you conservatives always have to fudge the numbers? <laughs> I don't. I, we're just, well, I just told you the truth. I just told you the exact number. 28% really of get the it time. Out of you, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't so, think you really tried that hard, frankly, but. Well, but I didn't yeah. know to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I mean, this is, and I hate this. I just hate this. It's such a, it's a lazy argument on one hand, but at the same time, it's so applicable. Trump. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the same thing we went through with Obama and Bush. I know. You hate to say it all the time, but it applies all right. the time, can every you, day. Can you imagine? Can you imagine no, this secret presidency at Mar-a-Lago? Right. Maybe That's we right. should send the FBI down there to... Ri- oh, wait. <laughs> well, we've uh, uh, we've suspected he's a Russian spy yeah. for some time now. We're going to Perhaps he's meeting uh, with his Russian operatives at Mar-a-Lago. We'd be hearing that kind of crap. We really would. Mm, they don't care. They do not care. Because the press doesn't really challenge them on this. They don't, they don't need to provide any information to conservative outlets. They don't care. As long as NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, MSNBC, the Washington Post, and New York Times continue to play the game, and nobody asks any questions, they'll just keep going on their merry way. Because that's enough to placate the American people. If people aren't seeing anything wrong in those publications and and that press, then there must not be anything wrong. Because those are all the the outlets that most liberals even pay attention to. That's why a lot of them don't know that he's a senile old bastard. They don't don't understand the fact that he's got dementia. Mm. They have no idea. A lot of them don't know. Mm. They really don't. A lot of liberals just think he's fine he's perfectly fine what are you talking about what is this conspiracy theory that he's compromised or no they they immediately pivot to oh yeah well i saw trump uh, struggle on a ramp like he couldn't walk down a ramp or although they're they'll jump clear back to reagan well what about rod reagan you didn't care about him having alzheimer's yeah he didn't i mean he did it wasn't manifesting itself during the presidency right that came later (sighs) yep 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he may be he may have been at the very beginning, but you you could not tell. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray Unleashed. Wow, the uh, January 6th detainees are saying that the D.C. jail that they're languishing in is so awful they would like to transfer or be transferred to Guantanamo Bay. <clears throat> because obviously the treatment for the uh, hardcore terrorists is better than the treatment they're getting. Dozens of individuals held in Washington, D.C.'s jail on charges related to January 6th, 2021, riot, they call it in the article, an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. They've submitted a handwritten letter to a federal court (laughs) demanding to be moved to Gitmo Bay. The detainees say they're living in inhumane conditions. Seven-page letter reviewed by NPR is signed by 34 defendants and was submitted as part of a response to the government for its denial of alleged Capitol rioter Ryan Nichols' pretrial release. Nichols is facing multiple charges related to his alleged participation. The individuals who signed off on the letter include David Dempsey, who allegedly used a chemical spray, as well as a crutch and a metal pole to attack police officers guarding the Capitol building. And Ronald Sandland, who was accused of assaulting police on two separate occasions inside the Capitol. The detainees list several issues. The conditions allegedly include no religious services or vis- visitations. What? Black mold and worms on the jail's walls and in the food. Oh. Abuse by guards and vaccine requirements for visitors for oh visits and other services. Gosh. Unbelievable. I cannot take this. They also say their clothing sent to laundry is returned covered in brown stains, (sighs) pubic hair, and or reeking of ripe urine. So when it goes to the laundry, I guess people are peeing on their clothes. And these are January 6th defendants. My gosh. In America. They say they've lost eyesight and hair. Because of malnourishment. I bet. In contrast, the letter says that Guantanamo Bay actually provides nutrition, nutritional meals, routine sunlight exposure, top-notch medical care. They're respectful of religious requirements. Mm-hmm. They have centers for exercise and entertainment for, for the detainees, despite the fact that its residents are malicious terrorists and in some cases have murdered people. This is what they're dealing with because of January 6th. Yeah, because they dared to question the results of an election and Gosh. show up there at Capitol Hill. Which, by the way, um, you had a, uh, mm. a CEO of Conic Election Systems uh, get arrested for storing data for L.A. County uh, workers, poll workers, off-site in, um, where were they storing that? China. Uh, they were storing that that uh, information that mm-hmm. they were not supposed to be doing. So they arrested hmm. the CEO. We'll see where that goes. Nowhere, um, but 
Probably. You know, nothing's going to happen to them. No, no. Are they going to endure conditions like that? No, no, they're not. I mean, if that's tr- if that is true, uh, it is unconscionable. And these and are people waiting. Should roll over it. Waiting, waiting for trial. Right. Still, a year and a half later. <laughs> How is that possible? I mean, they've been in jail for a year and a half. If they did hit police, you know, if they were assaulting police officers, there should be a price, but they should get a speedy trial. Yep. Let's have justice then. Okay, sentence them to something and put them in a prison somewhere. Yeah, if, if you're going after these January 6th protesters under the, they challenge, they dare to challenge the Constitution, right? Mm-hmm. And they should mm-hmm. be punished. Because, well, then follow the Constitution that says a speedy trial. Yes, right. And the vast majority of them. Cruel and unusual punishment might be in there somewhere as well. Uh, do we have the video of what the vast majority of them were doing, mm. were actually doing on J6? Do we want to show that? I, oh, bro. Look at that. There it is again. Mm. I mean, you always, Shocking. You always pull out the parading, don't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, to show just how what criminals these people are. Look at that. Look at that if you can. Don't look away yet. Don't look away. I want you to see it. <laughs> Okay, you disgust me that you can't handle this. You disgust me. All right, take it down. down. (laughs) Just a little reminder there for you who these people are. Now, again, I'm not even going to go through it. No. No. I'm not going to do the disclaimer. (laughs) Because they are so ridiculous. Yes. And they're such liars about what happened on that day. They continually say five people were killed that day. It's not true. The only people killed were from the so-called mob. So don't give me that. Also, PayPal. Uh, we talked about this the other day, right? They were PayPal was going to start canceling people and and taking twenty five hundred dollars out of their account for misinformation. Yeah. So if you post something on Twitter, <laughs> let's say you. Were to put the hateful term, uh, there's only two genders. Oh wow! Then under yeah. their new contract, their their um uh, their you know fine print, mm-hmm. starting November third, they could take twenty five hundred dollars out of your checking account. <laughs> My gosh! Just because you're spreading misinformation and hate. Uh-huh. Um, Daily Wire found out about this because thankfully someone read that fine print in the new agreement. Thank goodness. And I have, and they published it. And this is saying something. I have never seen social media. And something move so quickly and on a Saturday that by the end of the day on Saturday, the CEO was like, oh, whoops, our bad. Ha ha. That wasn't supposed to get out there. <laughs> in fact, uh, that wasn't even supposed to be written as part of our yeah. policy. I don't, I don't know how it got in there. See, what happened was somebody <laughs> dropped a, a stapler on the keyboard and it magically typed out those sentences sorry yeah, it was weird mm-hmm. i've never seen anything like it it bounced all over the keyboard yeah you know and just happened to hit the right the right keys i th- so don't, don't know how that happened don't blame us blame that stapler that martin dropped <laughs> on the keyboard so once it became public knowledge oh my the backtracking began in earnest because people were canceling their paypal accounts people were uh uh people were searching on how to cancel, how to delete PayPal. <laughs> that went up. The the searches on the Google searches for delete PayPal went up thirteen hundred percent. They were gonna lose 
I don't know, tens of thousands. They probably did. Oh, they did. They did already. Because it's a publicly traded company. And yesterday, the uh, traders came a-calling. And they lost $6 billion in a day. PayPal value down $6 billion. Wow. That's quite a mistake. Uh, from that stapler. Turn. So, yeah. <laughs> Too bad. It's that rogue stapler really, really screwed up a lot yeah. of uh, yeah. stock value. So NASDAQ was down 1% yesterday. Does that story say the percentage that uh, that PayPal was down? Mm, not that I'm seeing. doesn't jump out here immediately. Mm. Uh, wow. I thought it was no. 6%. I may be wrong. Maybe. Well, let's see. Okay, with uh, shares closed at 84.50, yes, down 6.3%. 6.3% decline uh, from $90.18 on Friday. So you can't just say it was the Joe Biden stock market that caused that uh, disruption in no. their stock price. No. No, no. They're actually getting some pushback uh, because of that it. policy. It's so great. I mean, we're not, this is a good thing. We're just not sitting back and taking it right now. People are becoming fed up with the garbage, mm-hmm. and they're doing something about it. And when PayPal says they're going to take 2500 out of your account, that's pretty good <laughs> impetus to just <laughs> leave PayPal. <laughs> Let me save you the trouble. Let me just take everything yeah. out of my account so you don't have to trouble yourself with that. Right, and then you don't have to follow me on Twitter or Instagram. That or is creepy. Any of that. Isn't creepy it creepy? crap, dude. Yeah, it is. It is. And how many companies are doing that? A lot. Maybe all of them. I don't know. Uh, we got this odd tweet over the weekend from Selective Service. Mm-hmm. Um, parents, if your son is an only son and the last male in your family to carry the family name, he's still required uh, to register with the SSS. Huh. Learn more about who needs to register at, and then it gives you the government website. Wow. From Selective Service. Yeah. So. This is just in case what? we reinstitute the draft. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter if this is your last son or not. Maybe everybody else is gone. It doesn't matter. Uh, they still have to register. Oh, shoot. You know what? My son isn't vaccinated. Sucks for you. He's ineligible. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they reinstitute the draft. Will that be a thing? Oh, yeah. As long as this guy's in power. Man. Oh, yeah. Man. And a lot of... You're hearing the word draft quite a bit uh, lately. lately. I don't care for that. Wonder why that is. Hmm. Ukraine. I, I wonder. I don't. Uh, hmm. Can't Ukraine begin to understand where that might be coming from? Ukraine. So meanwhile, yep. B- the Biden administration is requiring trans women to register for the draft if they were born male. Well, Uh-oh. if you're a trans woman, isn't that? Wait a minute. Good Wait that- a minute, Joe. Mm-hmm. What's that all about? I know. I'm a woman now. Get it? Mm. <laughs> or at least I identify as such. Oh, how many people are going to identify as female? And it's not going it, to matter it, now. It, but it doesn't matter. Joe now. Biden just said, oh, I got your trans rights right here. <laughs> yep. The requirements for who must register for selective service in the event that there's a draft includes those persons that identify as transgender but are born male. Almost all male U.S. citizens and male immigrants who are 18 to 25 are required to register with Selective Service. And that includes males who identify as transgender. Hmm. 
That's, Otherwise, I mean, that would have been a pretty clever way out of yeah, it, right? But but instead, hmm. uh, the Biden administration has chosen to go with hate. <laughs> yes, they have. Yes, to to they fuel have. the war machine. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These warmongers. U.S. citizens or immigrants who were born male and changed their gender to female are still required to register. Individuals who are born female and changed their gender to male are not required to register. Oh. What? Wow. What about the inequality there of that policy? Huh. This is... As soon as Biden took office, he enacted an executive order, one of many, that said that those who identify as transgender should be treated by the military according to their gender identity and not according to their biological sex. This could mean that those transgender males who identify as women would serve alongside women in women's units in the event that they're called up by selective service. And by the way, no Republican is saying this. No Republican is saying, uh, yeah, we could in- reinstitute the draft here. Pretty soon. Nobody is doing that. It's always Democrats mm-hmm. who bring up the prospect, the specter, if you will, of a draft. Uh, interestingly, the Selective Service does not require those who were born female but identify as transgender to register for the draft. Only those who were born male. Again and again, where's where's the equity there? Huh. Interesting. I like it. You, you guys keep talking about war and draft and stuff and mm-hmm. see if your base is impressed with that as we <laughs> yeah. get near the yeah. November elections. Isn't it interesting how they've become these war hawks now? Yeah. Jeez. Hmm. Huh. All right. <laughs> uh, we've got some brilliance from Kamala coming up here in uh, a minute or two. Meantime, let me tell you about Omega XL. If you're in pain, you know, you got those inflamed joint joints. Sometimes you can put your hand on your joint and you can feel the heat coming off of it yeah. because it's there's such inflammation. That was the case with my elbow, and I man, it hurt. Um, and I, I couldn't even lift items, almost anything, uh, with my left arm for a while until finally I broke down and tried Omega XL. And after a week of building up in my system, it started to ease the pain, and after two weeks, the pain was completely gone. So I take it because of the science. When we're young, our bodies produce SPMs, which are nature's way of keeping your joints healthy. But then as you age, you don't produce enough of them. But Omega XL can restore SPMs and rejuvenate your joints. Go to OmegaXL.com Pat right now. You buy your first bottle, they're going to throw in a second for free. OmegaXL.com slash Pat. Buy one, get one free. Or call 800-844-4888. Pat Gray. Hey, welcome. Uh, 888-933-93. Also, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Let's go to Gene in Michigan. Hey, Gene. You're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hi. I was watching your story about maybe the Selective Service dropping men as women, or mm-hmm. identifying as women, mm-hmm. and I, I think that would just be wonderful, because then we could, you know, since they identify as women, will they get to wear a woman's uniform like Admiral Levine? Um, maybe. Maybe. Uh, doesn't she look great in it? Uh yeah. Oh, yeah. He, and, she, you know, they, whatever. The military marching down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd have all these dudes, ugly women, marching <laughs> along with hmm. uh, Appreciate it. Now, Thanks the enemy lot, may see them coming mm. and turn and run. That's possible. That might mm-hmm. 
Okay. Appreciate the call. Um, Kamala Harris last night made her first appearance on late night TV. Uh, her first one since becoming vice president. Yeah. On Seth Meyers. What a douche he is. He sucks. Oh, my God. Oh, he is. So bad. He's really bad. He's really, really bad. He's butt stupid, for one thing. And just not funny. Yeah. They don't try. Late night they doesn't don't even, even try. That's true. They just don't even try. It's true. I mean, that's the world that brings us that vaccine. Stupid. Remember that dumb bit that Stephen, by the way, your audience uh, says we don't refer to him as Colbert. It's Colbert. Colbert. Yeah. And, oh, gosh. Thank you, Rob. Vaccine. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, that's oh late night TV gosh. now. So bad. It's Look at that. There's nothing funny about these shows. No, no it's propaganda That's for the Biden is. administration. That's all it is. <sighs> anyway. Wow. So they've compromised any sense of entertainment in order to be uh, just these hacks for Biden. That's that's all they are now. But last night, uh, Kamala was on with Seth Meyers. And was she ever brilliant? She's good. Oh, check this out. But I mean, truly, when you, you know, when you mm-hmm. see yeah. our kids, and I truly believe that they are our children. They are the children of our country, of our communities. No, I, no, I mean, they're not. Our future is Pause really it for bright a second. If we, there if, it is. There's the takes a village there it is. bull yep. crap again. Mm-hmm. They're our children. They belong to all of us. No, 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 they do not, uh, Kamala. But thank you for trying. Thanks for playing our game. Uh, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just get out. Would you please? Just leave. Leave now. And uh, go back to California where you came from. Uh, that is pathetic. Uh, and they are our children. And they are. No. No. This community raising the children, This it takes a village. We all know that's not true. It doesn't take a village. It takes the village people to raise a child. That's what it takes. Mm-hmm. You know, because then you've got the construction worker. Uh, you have the Native American. You got the guy on the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the hairdresser. Wait, the hair- you got a whole bunch of diversity there uh, that your that your children can learn from. Yeah. So it takes the village people, not a village. I anyway, see. here's what she had to say. But I mean, truly, when mm-hmm. you you know, mm-hmm. when you see when I, our kids, mm-hmm. and I truly believe that they are our children. They are Again. the children of our country, of our communities. No. I, no. I mean, our future is really bright if we mm-hmm. if we prioritize them uh-huh. and therefore prioritize the climate crisis and the need to address it what what so we prior prioritize our kids and therefore mm-hmm. prioritize the climate can can i just <laughs> okay i'd like to point something out if i may and that is that um that at least the beginning of her little spiel really sounded eerily similar to uh, Miss Kate Upton, Miss Teen, South Carolina. Oh yeah, for our children. Honestly, can you do that? Up, Pat? <laughs> yeah. Can you just play the first part of this, Rob? It just hit me when we were playing this. Play, play this the first part of that again, and, and cut mean, it off at truly children. Truly, when you you know, when you mm. see our kids, and mm-hmm. I truly mm-hmm. believe that they mm, are that our children. They are don't the have children maps. of our country, of our communities. <laughs> Okay. Uh-huh. And I was, you got, oh. Yeah, well, we'd have That's to go same. back to, yeah, I mean, Rob's going to have to play I that. I personally believe there we go. Oh. that U.S. Americans mm-hmm. are unable to do it's so. It's literally because, uh, the same thing. 
people uh-huh. out there in, in our the nation children in our nation have don't have maps. Our nation, yeah, our communities, education like such as <laughs> yep. South mm-hmm. Africa uh-huh. and uh, the Iraq Kids. everywhere, like everywhere such like such as. And, and I believe that they she believes should, that they should. Uh, our education our over education here, here in the U.S. should help should have, the U.S. No. should help South should, Africa. Help South Africa, yeah, because it's a poor nation. The and the countries. Iraq and the Asian countries. So we will be able to build up, build our, up our future, future for, our for our children. Thank you very right. much, okay. South Carolina. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know anything. Very much. Yeah, you're right. Rob's right. <laughs> Miss South Carolina is smarter than Kamala. All you have to yes. do is look at the map. Right. I'm telling you, I don't know anything about Miss Teen South Carolina, mm. but... Show me where to sign. Make her the vice president right now. Oh, over Kamala? Over Kamala. In a heartbeat. Do it. In a heartbeat. Ukraine is a country Mm -hmm. in Europe. Okay. (laughs) It was attacked by a big country called Russia, and the big country attacked the small country. And... That was not good for our country and our children and their futures. You see, it's it's easy to take the defeatist approach when you're raising your kids uh, in this time, the year 2022. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But you got to point out the vice president of the United States and say, look, you can be a dumbass mm. and you can ascend to some of the highest levels of American society. Mm-hmm. Now, don't follow up and don't explain to your kids how she got there. But I'm telling you, there is hope. Even if you don't study or if you just <laughs> blow off school, mm-hmm. you don't take five minutes to learn anything, you could be a heartbeat away. And and that's a fragile heartbeat away from the U.S. presidency. Kamala Harris, congratulations. Makes you proud, doesn't it, as an American? Mm-hmm. Actually, no, no. The people we have we have in office right now yeah. are not making us proud. Yeah, don't say elected. We have an office. Thank you. Yeah. Much better said. Better stated. Yeah. The people we have, we have in office. office. Right. Oh. Somebody who apparently is not going to be in one of those offices, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh. Now he says a presidential run is off the table. Oh come on, man! His number one priority is. His daughters. Oh, boo. Don't play that card, Dwayne. Oh, he is. 50-year-old actor and business mogul first revealed his interest in a presidential run in 2017. Said he would 100% consider running, but now, yeah. not so much. Now he says, nah, I got to be there for my kids. I guess. Whatever. He kids. began carefully assessing the possibility and said he conducted a small amount of research and analysis to see what his success rate and campaign would look like. Hmm. After evaluating the opportunity, decided to officially pass. Why would you know? Why would you do it? Yeah, I you bring on all that grief, unless you were really a massive patriot. Because this guy doesn't need the money. Certainly, he'd have to take a massive pay cut. Uh, so, it's yeah. not about the money. Is it about power? If that's the case, you shouldn't run. But if you're a, a huge patriot and you really think you could do well for the country, then mm. maybe you run. I think he'd get a lot of votes. I think he would, too. Yeah, people like him. Yeah. And, and that's all they care about is, yeah, I like him. I want to vote for him. Well, maybe you might want to look into his policies. So I don't know. He voted for Joe Biden in 2020. <laughs> so I'm glad, frankly, he's not going to run. So he's going to raise his daughters and then probably revisit it later. Well, I got news for you, Dwayne. 
There might not be a later. It may not be an election (laughs) available to you in the future for that office. More coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. All right. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Pat had Texas spy, Texas spy girl, uh, made sure we saw this tweet from Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> she says, this show's Team Trump listens to this show. Trump Jr. tweeted, uh, if you were trying to destroy a great nation from within, <laughs> would you do anything differently than what the Democrats are doing to America right now? Huh. Oh, that, sounds that does sound familiar, doesn't oddly it? Oddly familiar. Oddly familiar. <laughs> it's like China and Russia are at the helm. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if we've said that before, but the first part, well, he had almost to, word for yeah, word. Yeah, he had to tinker with it a little bit nah, to make to it make, his own. Yeah. It's like when you're doing a, a, a report. Because <laughs> it was wanna, too obvious. Yeah, you don't want to lift it completely <laughs> from the uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. Right. Change a few of the words. Uh, basketball star Jalen Rose was on Jeopardy. Uh, they So they did a celebrity yeah. Jeopardy. And it, it, I'm not sure it, uh, it went real well for Jalen. Uh, here he is. Yes. Mm. Okay, back here. Americana for 400. I'm still negative though. Yankee Magazine says this New England state is known for chowder, old money, and being the home of TV's Gilmore Girls. Jalen. What is New England? No. Wait. <laughs> Wait. That's not a. What? That's not a state. Not a state. Jalen. So. <laughs> what is New England? N- no. Because that was even in the question. Which yeah. New England state? Which, <laughs> New England? No. 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 Bro. No. New England's not a, again, not a state. So that took him in a negative money where he finished. Apparently. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Right. That's Dang nice. it. Yeah. So uh, apparently he didn't say much the rest of the show. Oh, uh, really? After that. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Is he embarrassed? It. I guess. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't know the Gilmore Girls is based in New England? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, I think Connecticut. Is that the answer? What was it? Well, Give but, me the question yeah, again. Yeah, we need the question again. Let's get the question again. Oh, yes. yes. It's this New England okay, state. back here. Americana before 100. Okay. I'm still negative, though. Yankee Magazine says Yankee this Mag- New England state is known for chowder, chowder, old money, and being the home of TV's Gilmore Girls. Huh. Jalen. What is New England? No. It's not Massachusetts, right? So it's... Gilmore Girls is based in Stars Hollow, Connecticut. Connecticut. Okay. There you go. How much did I just win, Martin? What did I win? Was that 800? Zero. He's holding up zero. Yeah, he got nothing. So, congratulations on that. Uh, (laughs) 888-900-3393. I mean, seriously, Celebrity Jeopardy is the Saturday Night Live bit. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah. They're just butt stupid. <laughs> so that's why we don't, we shouldn't be listening to their thoughts mm-hmm. on politics. They don't know what they're talking about. Just showed I'll another take, good example of that. Right I'll take there. swords for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> that's S words. <laughs> uh, you know who's great is uh, Ilan Omar. Uh, we haven't uh, heard from her in a while. Oh, that's too like. bad. What a shame. And uh, she just shared some incredible thoughts. On Israel that you need to hear. Talk about Israel Mm -hmm. because it has been a point of uh, contention. How Mm. can America work productively towards a just and lasting peace 
between Israelis and Palestinians, okay. in your opinion? How do we do this? By having an equal approach to dealing with both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most Pause of the it for a second. <laughs> You know, I, I predicted an over-under of three and a half pauses uh, for this, by the way. Because, you know, you got to equally consider the terrorists with the uh, democratic state, right? Yep. So let's equally consider what the terrorists want, which is the complete elimination of Israel, by the way, uh, and what the democratic state, who we have a lot in common with, uh, we'll, we'll consider it equally and and not treat them any differently at all. What what a stupid thing to say! How asinine is that? Oh, you're gonna. All right, let's hear it. Have trouble with let's this. Let's hear clip. it. I'm sure. Aggravating <laughs> to me is that we have had uh, a policy that makes one superior to the other. Right. And we masked and it we with should. a conversation <laughs> that's about justice and a two-state solution. When you have policies that clearly prioritize um, one over the mm, other, mm -hmm. such as, um, uh -oh. such as. I mean, I, just our relationship with the with, yeah, she can't uh, even, Israeli she government can't. and the Israeli state. Pause it for a second. And so when such I, as, give me an example. Yeah. Well, just the... It should uh, be yeah, easy, right? Yeah, yeah, should be easy. You've just, you've you've just said, you, yeah, we prioritize one over the other, such as... Give me an example. I mean, that was she can't. such a simple yet great follow-up question. Right, it was. It really was. Well, just our relationship. No, no, wait. What do you mean, just our relationship? All right, let's see the rest. Relationship, really, oh with uh, the Israeli government and the Israeli state. And so when I see Israel Institute... Um, law that that recognizes it as a as a as a jewish state mm -hmm. and does not recognize wow. um the other religions that are that are living in it and we still uphold it as a democracy in the middle east i almost pause it again <laughs> my god yeah, they don't respect other religions you know specifically set up to be a jewish state from the beginning and the Palestinians were set up to be their specific state as well. Side by side, equal territory. Uh, they, they had their opportunity in 1947. They could have set up that Islamic Palestinian state if they wanted to. They didn't because they wanted it all. So instead of accepting their state when they had the opportunity and it was given to them like they've always said they want, no, they instead allied themselves with all the Arab nations around them and attacked Israel, tried to take it all. Huh. So so she, that was her lead argument, right? <clears throat> it, mm -hmm. Well, uh, no, her lead argument was what? Uh, oh, they just show favoritism toward Israel. By the way, I think she did that just to annoy yeah. people like me. Yep. Uh, so that that was her that was her response to such as what like what what is mm -hmm. and then she goes on to point out that and, and by the way, uh, there are Muslims in Israel as as you've pointed out many times that mm -hmm. are treated so much better in Israel right. oh, than yeah. Islamic countries and I yep. don't hear her bitching about and they're that. in the government in there in I just looked this up. What mm. do you think? Because she has issue with there being one Jewish state. Mm -hmm. How many uh, countries are officially set up to be um, Islamic? And I don't hear her complaining about how they, they, they're they not equal with Israel. They don't treat them the same. Is it 57? 
I got 27. 27? And then, let's see. A lot of people speculated that um, Barack Obama made that slip about 57 oh. states because there were 57 Islamic states, right? Oh. Do you remember that yeah, argument? I do, I do. <clears throat> so I don't but know. this is official. So okay. like enshrined... Uh, so here we go. Islam is the most common government-endorsed faith, with 27 countries officially enshrining Islam as their state religion. By comparison, just 13 countries, including nine European nations, designate Christianity or particular Christian denomination as their state religion. Wow. So... Wow. Let's see. And then there's one Jewish state. And she's got a problem with that. <clears throat> she can't stand that. What does that, that she say can't about her? stand it. She, uh, the, she is <clears throat> the stereotypical anti-Semite. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, obviously she favors the Palestinians uh, and the Arab states over Israel. and But she wants us to give just equal consideration to everybody in the region when she doesn't all right let's see the rest of this <laughs> as a democracy in the middle east i almost mm. chuckle because i know chuckle. that if yeah, she's the you know we 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 say we see that in <clears throat> in any other society we <clears throat> would criticize it we would call it out we do that to iran we do that to any other place that sort no. of upholds do its you? religion it. uh, and i see uh, that and we don't, really. We criticize the policies of Iran. We criticize the oppression of Iran. I don't hear anybody criticizing them because they're an Islamic state. Right. Right? That's what they've chosen. Uh, we criticize the leadership. We don't say, uh, you guys shouldn't be an Islamic state. We've never... Have we ever said that? No, and there are so not many... to my knowledge. We, we just read there's at least 27 countries, and they're not barking at them. Right. Saudi Arabia, for instance. Mm. Are, we, are we all over them to not be an Islamic State anymore. And by the way, I hope you took the over on the start-stop. Uh, Pat <laughs> did four, four stops. Four so far? So far. Uh, so far. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, is there more? Let's see. I said we would call it out. We do that to Iran. We no. do that to any other place that sort of upholds its religion. Uh, no. And I see that now happening with Saudi Arabia. And so I mm. am wow. aggravated, truly, mm. um, in, in, so in those contradictions. Okay. Wow, she's the worst. Oof. I was looking up. I can't find a wow. poll uh, because remember there was uh, talk that that she had struggles uh, in the primary. Remember that she got booed at some event mm -hmm. and, and she barely won her primary. But uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if a Republican in the general has a chance. Probably you know. not in her district. Uh, yeah, I doubt it. I don't even think they're doubt probably it. not even <clears throat> polling for that. I wonder if she's running unopposed too. Sometimes that happens, you know, in super Democrat strongholds or Republican strongholds, for that matter. You run unopposed, but we'll see. Uh, all right. Real estate agents I trust. If you're trying to sell your home, you need a really good realtor. You need somebody who knows the market, somebody who has a great marketing plan, somebody who's going to do more than just an open house every weekend. Uh, that's real estate agents I trust. These are the agents who uh, have the experience they are with buyers all the time. They know what they're looking for, and they can help you make the right decisions to sell your home quickly and for the most amount of money. Conversely, if you're trying to buy a home, too, and maybe you're doing both because you're relocating, uh, they'll help you get the most home for your money in that eventuality. Real estate agents I trust. These are fans of the show. You're going to have a lot in common with them. 
and they are just a competitive winning machine. Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Read about this um, Illinois representative, Sean Casson. He's a Democrat. Um, his daughter died in June. She was 17 years old. Oh. She died from cardiac arrhythmia in her sleep. She ate dinner with her family. She's perfectly fine. She then uh, went out with friends for a few hours, came back home, still completely fine, went to bed, never woke up. 17 years old. Weird? No, that happens all the time. Hmm? Nothing unusual about that. Nothing to see here. Move along. Tell you read this one line in the story that just kind of stands out to me. She was fully vaccinated against COVID-19, the family said in their statement. What in the world does that have to do with anything? That's an odd... Isn't it odd? ...line to... Yeah, that's what I thought, too. ...shoehorn into that. It's interesting. The family said in their statement, she was fully vaccinated. Okay, why do we need to know that? Is that a little hint? Is that a clue as to what you think might have happened to her? But you don't want to come out and say it. I wonder if that's the case. That's very interesting. I think it's very telling. It sure is. That that line is in there at all. Okay, so we're four months removed from her death. Yeah, because it happened in June. So let's say she dies, you're in shock, you release something then, and then you move on, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we, do, was there some sort of... Reason to bring it up again? Like, yeah, because he brought it up again on Friday. Yeah. It's it's. Um, I think that's an interesting strange. point that you make there. Why are you putting that in there? Yeah. Why are you? The, and here's a little paragraph before it. The family said Gwen, the 17-year-old, was a healthy teenager who ate well, exercised, received regular medical checkups, didn't suffer from any behavioral issues, and was close and was close with friends and family. Okay, so she was completely healthy. Hmm. There's no reason for this. And then the next line is, she was fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Wow. Interesting. But he goes on to say, this Democrat representative, we're heartbroken, but we're not unique. Sudden, unexplained heart failure among young, healthy people is rare but real. Hmm. We're left grasping at the wrong end of of random chance. I don't think so. Yeah, that's That's weird. really strange. Why would they put random chance if they're doing that other comment? I know. Yeah. 17-year-olds don't just die for no reason. Their heart doesn't just stop in the middle of the night. You know? If they're healthy and things are going well, there's no reason for your heart to stop. I I don't know. Very interesting. But yeah. I will say this. Um, we're going to... We got some information... Uh, some interesting things to discuss about vaccines on overtime today. In overtime, oh. we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Uh, so that's coming up. Okay. That usually uh, uh, usually drops at eleven o'clock central. Sure does. So usually, yeah, usually. Who knows? Maybe you know we'll both 
drop dead from unexplained heart attacks in the meantime won't be able to do it i don't know because that does happen man it's rare but <laughs> you don't want to be happen, on the right? wrong end of random chance no you don't i would like to you point don't. out as a preemptive uh, point uh, i am not fully vaccinated oh me neither mm-hmm. so i just want to mm-hmm. i'm not even partially vaccinated so i you don't know, know why that detail is in there, it's interesting but. yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, is one of the stories the Florida Surgeon General? Yeah. It is. Okay, we'll save that then. <laughs> right. We'll save that. Okay. Uh, Florida Surgeon General had some interesting things to say. Florida, you are a beacon. And I'm talking oh all levels of Crazy. government. Uh, well, most. You got that ag lady who was running for, well, she was. I mean, and it used to be that most of the stupidity in the country started with Florida, but <laughs> that is not the case anymore. <laughs> It's it's like most of the good things start originate in Florida now, uh, you know, or Texas. But I think it's even taken the lead from Texas. Oh, without question, Florida is because of much more Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis. Uh, also, a, a California high school that suffered a deadly mass shooting is forcing a football player to stop waving a pro-police flag. I hate this. For the first time since 2019, Saugus High School football took the field without the thin blue line flag on Friday night. The pro-police flag <clears throat> was banned from campus because it's divisive. Ugh. Really? Stop it. Saugus, located in Santa Clarita, California, suffered a mass shooting in November of 2019. A student entered the school with a gun, shot five of his schoolmates, killing two before killing himself. In response, law enforcement played a big role. Three off-duty po- off- officers out of uniform, were dropping off their kids at school and heard gunfire. And rather than calling for assistance or hesitating, they ran into the school knowing that there was an active shooter and helped secure the scene, saving lives. Huh. Big contrast between that and what happened in Uvalde. From that point forward, to show support for the law enforcement who put the safety of the students before themselves, the football team would run out onto the field with a thin blue line flag prior to each uh, each game. Cool. Until last week when the school shut it down. Jeez, unbelievable. You can't just offer that little hint of gratitude. However, <clears throat> some argue the flag is a symbol of white supremacy. Oh, God. The the police officer thin blue line flag? White supremacy. Hmm. And compare it to the Confederate flag. All right. Well, I'm sorry that you're so stupid. (laughs) If you're that butt stupid, I'm sorry. We just can't listen to you because it has nothing to do with that. What are you talking about? Why can't you just correct the buffoons? Who believes something that ridiculous? No. Instead, they just shut it all down. Ah! It's agonizing. Others believe it's disrespectful to the true American flag. Neither of which is true, of course. For many in the black community, the flag has been and continues to be a tool utilized by those determined to stoke division, injustice, and exclusion according to the local chapter of the NAACP in a statement. I can't take it. (laughs) I can't take it. 
It also uh, said that the thin blue line flag was popularized after the Black Lives Matter movement was established. So, the thin blue line flag was popularized by Andrew Jacob, a white affluent college student uh, who found Black Lives Matter protests distasteful. It's wow. since been embraced by hate groups across the country. Wait really? a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This guy's big sin was that he found Black Lives Matter distasteful. distasteful. There are a lot more than distasteful. Uh-huh. It's a Marxist organization. It's anti-family. It's corrupt to the bone. They made $80 million. They were spending money on... Uh, you should watch the, the uh, Candace Owens uh documentary on black lives matter and she'll give you an idea of just how distasteful black lives matter is <laughs> that's the word we're sticking with yeah distasteful, distasteful? yeah let's go with that for now because <laughs> wow i mean they wasted million tens of millions of dollars where is all that money what are they spending it on yeah well um sharon osborne wants her money back Oh, I don't blame her. Yeah. Yeah, she donated a million dollars, didn't Some, she? Yeah, close to that, for sure. Uh, former talk show host Sharon Osbourne, wife of, of course, Ozzy, once again defended uh, a public figure who challenged the woke narrative. This time, uh, she publicly expressed agreement with rapper Ye West, <laughs> Kanye, who recently wore a White Lives Matter shirt alongside conservative commentator Candace Owens at a Paris fashion show. West followed up that shirt by denouncing Black Lives Matter as a scam, which it was and is. Everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam, he said. Now it's over. You're welcome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Though the shirt and the post sparked backlash from a lot in the in- entertainment industry, Sharon Osbourne came to West defense and claimed she now wants a refund for a BLM donation she made. Hmm. We gave $900,000 to that, and I'd like my money back. I wish I could have said that before, she said, laughing. Huh. When pressed about West's White Lives Matter shirt, Osborne expressed bewilderment that anyone would disagree with its message. I don't understand why white lives don't matter. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. It's not my thing. It's not my culture. I don't understand any of it. Maybe a compromise. Maybe you could, instead of, not, you're not going to get your money back. Maybe you can talk to the BLM leaders mm-hmm. about maybe a timeshare at some of their mansions that they have oh, yeah. spread throughout the country. That'd you be know, nice. You spend a week at one and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, another week. Now you're going to have to, you know, look at the calendar and see what's available because a lot of people mm-hmm. have donated large sums of money to BLM and Right. Yeah. They're, they're idiots as well, Sharon. Yeah. Sharon says everybody matters, don't they? And the answer, of course, is no. No. No, they don't. White people do not matter. Thank you. I'm uh, glad someone said this. Yeah, well, you have to. Because <laughs> you can't let that stuff get out there. No, you can't. You can't because... have people start thinking, well, Whitey matters. No. No. Caspers don't matter. Yeah, because if you don't, you know, put your foot down right now, that stuff's going to start sticking. Yeah. It starts to snowball. Pretty soon, the white snowball. <laughs> I'd like to point out. All right. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. Uh, of course, uh, don't forget about overtime today where we'll discuss some of this vaccine stuff. Uh, coming up. Coming up.